Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. If you want to grow a profitable online coaching business in a way that is simple and sustainable, then my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is just for you. In Rich Coach Club, we keep things simple and focused on low-lift and sustainable efforts that attract and convert your dream coaching clients. Rich Coach Club is for the coach who wants to make an impact working with dream coaching clients without hustling, burning out, or feeling stressed out. This is the only program that's focused on helping you get booked out in your private coaching so that you can truly master and refine a simple and sustainable business without working around the clock. I'm sharing all of the details you need to know about Rich Coach Club over at richcoachclub.com or at simplifywithmegan.com forward slash club, where you can watch the replay of the live masterclass I hosted teaching you how to make six figures from private coaching while working 15 hours or less. And you can learn everything you need to know about Rich Coach Club. The investment to join my 12-month program, Rich Coach Club, is $500 a month for five months or $2,500 pay in full. The doors to Rich Coach Club are only open twice a year. So if you're listening to this right now, the doors are open and they will be closing soon until the end of this year. I hope I get to work with you inside of Rich Coach Club. Go to richcoachclub.com in order to learn more. Okay. Hi, everyone. We are officially live for this week's episode of the Productive Life Show. We are talking all about how to delegate effectively. So if you're an online business owner with a team, whether that's contractors or full-time employees, this is a great spot to be, or if you think you're going to be hiring soon. So I'm really excited for this week's live show. If you are here live with me, I'd love to hear from you. So let me know where you're watching from. Let me know if you have a team, if you struggle with delegating at all. I would love to hear a little bit more about your experience um, just so that I can take any of that into context while we are going through today's session. And hopefully the sound is a little bit better than last week's episode. Like I said, we just moved into a new place and I don't have a rug down or curtains or decorations yet. So we are taking some imperfect action and hoping for the best. So would love to hear from you if you're here live. And again, if we haven't met before, I'm Megan Mins. I am the host of the Productive Life Show and the founder of Empowered CEO. And I help online course creators, service providers, and coaches learn how to run their business in a way that is simple, profitable, scalable, and most importantly, gives them the personal time freedom that they've always wanted. Does that sound like you? You're in the right place. Today, we're talking all about how to delegate effectively to your team. And if you're here and you think you know someone, maybe another business owner, a friend of yours, who you think would benefit from today's topic, I would love for you to tag them or share this to your followers or your community so that they could join us while we are here, whether that's live or catching the replay. So let's jump into today's session where we're talking all about how to delegate effectively. 
So tell me if you've been in this situation before. Have you ever delegated something to a team member and you thought you explained it perfectly, gave all the info, gave all the details, crystal clear, simple task. But when you got the work back from your team member, you were ultimately let down by what you got back. You were disappointed. You felt like there was a lot of feedback, a lot of mistakes. If you've ever been in that situation, either give me an emoji if you're here live on how that felt or give me a yes. Um, Or if you are listening or watching the replay, you know, just think about a time maybe you've been in this, this situation or this instance before. I know a lot of us have. It's a really common thing that I know I've experienced and many of our empowered CEO clients come into our program looking for support with this because they have run into this issue time and time again. It can be really, really frustrating. Now, not only is this frustrating or discouraging, but the downside of this is that having this experience can honestly make you lose trust in your team members, and it can make you more hesitant to ever delegate again in the future, right? Which is the exact opposite reason why we even hired someone. We had this whole vision of delegating and offloading and getting out of the day-to-day. We delegate, we are disappointed, and then we start to hold on to tasks again, which is not what we want to be doing. Now, the reality is that, of course, there are a few different reasons this could have happened, but most of the time, this didn't happen because you have a bad team member. This usually happens because you didn't actually delegate as well or as effectively as you thought you did, which is not fun advice to hear. I know we all feel like we want to be perfect. We want to be great at managing and leading and delegating right from the get go, but it's completely okay. So the reality is that you can learn and grow and improve so that this isn't a recurring issue for all of your team members going forward, which is ultimately good news, right? The reality is that it's not just about effectively delegating a simple task. What we really need to be doing is delegating outcomes to our team members. And we're going to talk more about how to do this and what that really looks like tangibly in just a minute. But I want you to start to shift your perspective on delegating when you have a team. It's not about a delegating a one-off task. It's truly giving your team ownership, true responsibility, and clear outcomes to be doing their work in the name of and in working towards. So let's get into some steps and tips for how you can delegate more effectively and at this higher level where you're truly delegating outcomes instead of tasks. Now, this is kind of step zero, but it's really, really important. So I wanted to make sure to address it right out of the gate. That one way to make this shift is to actually make sure you're designing your team roles to have outcomes, responsibilities, and ownership baked into their role. When you hire your first virtual assistant, you probably didn't think through that and that is okay. This is part of what we help our empowered CEO clients do. But either way, it's important to know that when you are thinking about what type of roles you want, what type of support you want from a team member, I want you to start thinking about those roles at a higher level, at that higher level of what not what tasks is on this person's job descriptions, what outcomes is this person responsible for? What ownership can I start to give them even as a new team member? So a foundational thing that you should be thinking about next time you hire and as you think through your current team structure, your current job descriptions is, are my team members set up for success? Are their job descriptions set up to have inherent and innate and very, very clear ownership and responsibilities? If not, I would encourage you to reevaluate that and make some of those shifts. Okay, so that's kind of foundational, but very, very important. So if you 
want to maybe make a note to go back and start looking at your team job descriptions and see what tweaks you can make today to make this shift. So the next step you want to be doing when it comes to delegating effectively is we want to make sure that we aren't delegating a task, but we are delegating the outcome of what they are working on. So instead of saying, create this one graphic or do this one thing in my email management system, what is the actual purpose behind it? You may still call the task that same simple you know, phrase, but when we're adding a description, we're giving details, what is the outcome? Why are they doing this? It's not just a simple step-by-step -step, do this thing. What's the point of it? Is it to generate new leads? Is it to get people to click through on Pinterest? Is it to solve a technical issue? Is it to make sure new students or customers or clients get a certain email, <laughs> depending on the work that this person's doing, obviously all of those reasons could vary, but it's really, really important when we're delegating that we actually start at that foundational level of the desired outcome. And we state it really clearly and we give that outcome to the team member. So they know this isn't just a simple task. This is the outcome I'm doing this task for. And that really lends into the next tip. And the next part of this is giving as much context as possible. You really can't give too much. So especially for a newer team member or someone who hasn't been working with you for a really long time, they have so little context on your business. Even if they are very experienced, even if they're great at what they do, missing that context really, really sets them up to fail. So what context would be helpful for them to understand how to achieve this outcome, things that could be impacted by them doing this work, or anything else. So you want to think through as the leader and the manager, what not only is the outcome, but what is the context that they need to be set up for success and to have success in achieving this outcome. So I want you to think through that and then actually communicate that in your task description. If you're doing this in a project management system, or if you're having this on a conversation, make sure you're verbally communicating it. And we really want to start there. So what's the outcome? And then what's the context that they need in order to see the bigger picture? How does this fit into the workflow or the process or the entire business model so that they can start to see the impact and the potential ripple effect of the work that they're doing? The next thing, so you've got those two things. The next thing we want to do is make sure that we are giving them as much detail as possible to set them up for success. So things like examples, expected outcomes we've already talked about, but maybe there are specific examples of someone else's that you like. For example, if you're watching this live stream on Facebook or YouTube, you might see a nice little banner we have on our live stream. When I was delegating this outcome to my team, I gave examples of what banners look like? What do I mean by this? What are some examples of what I like? And by giving examples, I'm able to communicate something much faster and easier for my team. So we want to make sure to include any examples if it's relevant or guidelines. If you have existing SOPs, great, or even resources. Maybe you have a YouTuber you love to follow who gives great advice on doing YouTube videos. So could you include a link to a video that person did that could help this person or as an example or just giving the channel as a general resource? So many different options depending on what type of task and outcome we're talking about here. But again, I want you to start training your brain to think through these things when it comes to delegating an outcome. We want to set them up for success. You've got all this context, all this experience, all of these examples in your brain, but this other team member 
does not have that. So we absolutely want to do our best to communicate those things up front right from the get-go. The next thing we want to do is include a very clear deadline. And depending on how big of an outcome we are assigning, there might also be milestones or checkpoints along the way that you would like for this person to do. So if it's a really simple thing you're delegating, there's probably just a deadline. It's due on Friday, the end. Or if this is a larger outcome that maybe is due in a week, two weeks, three weeks, you might go ahead and tell them when you are assigning this and delegating it a few different checkpoints you know, before you publish our new evergreen funnel, I would like to check in and review the emails and I would like to see all of the test emails before it goes live. Whatever. That's a personal preference for where you want those milestones to be and where you want those checkpoints to be. But we can actually just build that into our delegation process and build that in up front so that not only does our team member know the ultimate deadline, but they understand different checkpoints, milestones that they should be considering along the way to make sure they're on track, to make sure you are happy with the work being produced, and that we don't wait too long to give some feedback. So that is so helpful. If you've ever felt like you were micromanaging or interrupting, or you've had teams tell you in the past that you're a micromanager, this is a great way to solve that problem and break that habit. So instead of you checking in all the time, we have built in moments to check in, do reviews, make sure we're on track or have a conversation if we are off track in some way, shape or form. So that can be hugely helpful and very few online business owners in particular in this habit of communicating not only the end deadline, but a few key milestones along the way. So another tip that can really help you delegate effectively is to make sure that you communicate with your team member upfront the best way to get support. What if they have a question? What if they want your feedback? Should they come to you or someone else on the team? Should they go check an SOP first? Should they only ask you questions on a Tuesday afternoon? You know, what are the boundaries there? And how can we bake that bridge of communication into the process? So it's okay if you have questions. If you have them, here's how to get my support. Here's how to ask me. Send me a message on Slack. Comment on this task in ClickUp. Um, Let me know on our weekly meeting. Whatever your communication style and preference is, we can bake that in as well, which can be really, really helpful. Again, especially for new team members who are being trained or who are new to your company. Sometimes they don't know who to go for when they have, who to go to when they have a question. So this can be very, very helpful. Now, we want to take all of those things we just talked about, the outcome, context, examples or resources, deadlines and milestones, and how to get support. We want to take all of that and make sure we are putting that into your project management system, assuming you are working with a project management system with your team. Um, And you really can't over-communicate. So depending on your personal communication style, typing all of that out might feel really tedious and difficult and time-consuming, which might be part of your resistance. I totally understand. Sometimes I hate typing stuff out like that. So one thing that's really helped me and worked well for my team is sometimes when I am delegating, especially a bigger outcome, a bigger task or project, I will actually record a quick Loom video And you can actually communicate all of that in a video format or an audio format in a minute or two, which is much faster and enjoyable for me than typing it all out. But either way, we want to give a resource to our team member where they can reference this. Because saying it once on a meeting 
sometimes things get lost through the cracks. The Their memory isn't always great. They didn't take notes super detailed. And sometimes things will slip through the cracks, which is what we're trying to avoid, right? So we want to make sure we're giving them a resource to revisit, whether it's written out in ClickUp or Asana in the description, or there's a Loom video or a combination of the two, or even a recorded meeting that they can go back and revisit. They have access to the replay. All of those things can be really, really helpful. But just remember, you can't over communicate. When I'm delegating something new to a team member that maybe they don't expect or that is a bigger deal, not only will I assign it to them in ClickUp, I will also make sure I reach out to them on Slack, which is what we use as a team to communicate more casually and do check-ins. So I will send them a message and say, hey, just wanted you to know, I just assigned you this in ClickUp. Please look at it today and let me know what questions you have. Super simple. They don't have to start working on it today necessarily, but that way they're aware that this is coming. It's there. And if they have questions to let me know right away. So this can be really great. So those are a lot of the tactics, tips, and strategies when it comes to how to delegate and ultimately how to communicate more effectively to your team member, because delegation really is communication almost exclusively. (laughs) That's really what it is. But the hardest part for a CEO I have found when it comes to delegating effectively is actually doing what happens next. So you've done the delegation. We've set them up for success. The hardest part is letting go, releasing, trusting your team member, and practicing patience. A lot of us who are entrepreneurs are go, go, go. We know we could sit down. We could do that in 10 minutes. We could whip it out You know, because we've done that before. Pretty much everything you're delegating, especially at first, is something you have done, right? So we know we can do it really quickly and we can do it well and right up to our expectation. So it's a totally different game when you are delegating this to someone else. And we really do have to start practicing patience, flexing that patience muscle and skill and building that skill as a CEO and a manager. We also have to really trust our team. We have to intentionally say, I trust them to do this. And you need to just kind of release it and say, you know what? They have all the information they need. They know how to ask me questions. They know when their deadlines are. I am going to release it. It's absolutely the hardest part of the delegation process. I know that it's still something that I have to constantly remind myself, but I want you to start reminding yourself. I want you to start practicing. I want you to start noticing when you're really struggling with that and start to identify why. Why are you struggling with patience and trust with this one team member more than another? Why are you struggling with it with this one task or one outcome over another? What can we learn about ourselves as leaders and managers through practicing patience and actually having trust for our team member and releasing and releasing perfection a lot of times? So it's absolutely difficult. I know that, but you can do this. You absolutely can become better at this. It is a skill and a muscle you can flex and develop and strengthen over time. We just have to start the process. So I want to acknowledge that and I want to encourage you that you can do this. You can be patient. Again, you set the deadline, right? You set the milestones. So that was a timeline you felt comfortable with. Now we just have to sit back, be patient, and focus on what we need to be focusing on as the CEO. And remember, once it's done, once your team member has completed their work or they've done their check-ins along the way, we want to make sure we are giving feedback in return instead of fixing what they do, quote unquote, wrong or not up to the expectations you have. No one is perfect. No one can read your mind. Even when we do all of this, sometimes and oftentimes with new team members, there will still be 
feedback. And that's okay. That is a normal process. It's a normal learning process. We want to make sure we're seeing a pattern with our team members that either the feedback gets less and less, or they start to actually process the feedback and take that into consideration and improve as a team member over time. So if we are seeing that that improvement is not happening, that's kind of a separate conversation, but you'll be able to notice it when you actually give them the time to execute their outcome and then give them feedback on the other side. So don't hesitate to give feedback. Just make sure you aren't jumping in and micromanaging. And most importantly, make sure you're not jumping in and fixing it for them. This is honestly something I still struggle with sometimes because I have team members who are helping write copy. And if you're a business owner, when you've written emails or sales page copy, it feels very, very personal. And I will have my team members repurpose content into emails, blog posts, Instagram posts, etc. And when I'm doing the feedback stage, um, sometimes you can be really tempted to just rewrite it for them. And sometimes you may need to, but I really want to challenge you to not fix the problem for them and instead give them feedback, coach them, mentor them. They're your team. We want them to continue to grow and improve. So if you just fix the problem for them, they are missing out on that opportunity to learn, grow, and improve and gain context on why the changes needed to happen in the first place. So that's kind of at the end of this process. I really want to encourage you to actually give feedback to your team and context on why you want things differently, why you would like to rewrite something or have this graphic look differently. And it's also a great opportunity to clarify any potential miscommunications. Sometimes it'll happen. You'll say, oh, I thought I was really clear about I wanted this, but I got this. This is how you as a manager and a leader can get feedback back from your team. And they can say, oh, that wasn't clear to me. And you can say, okay, how can I make that more clear next time? So we're giving feedback both ways. You're giving feedback to your team member on their work. They're giving feedback to you on any potential miscommunications, what they need next time to be set up for success. And this is how you continue to grow and learn as a manager and a leader. It's a process. I wish that I could just give you a magic pill and all of a sudden we have all of these skills and strengths already baked in, but that's okay. Part of being a CEO and a business owner is learning Oh, I think I froze on Instagram for a second. Part of being a business owner is learning and growing. You didn't decide to be an entrepreneur because you wanted the easy path, right? So part of this is going to be learning what it means to be a manager and be a leader. And it's a really wonderful, incredible journey to be on. And I'm here and my team is here to support you however we can through your own personal development as you become a better manager and CEO. If you are looking for additional support when it comes to hiring a team, building out systems, being the manager, stepping into that CEO leadership role in your company, we would love to work with you in our program, Empowered CEO. It's a 12-month group coaching program where we help business owners just like you build, systemize, and grow their business in a way that can be scalable, sustainable, and most importantly, enjoyable for you as the CEO. So if this is something that sounds interesting to you, I would love to encourage you to apply. It takes about one or two minutes to fill out our application over at meganmins.com forward slash apply, and you'll actually get access to a private training. So if we feel like Empowered CEO can help you and it's a really good mutual fit, you'll get access to a brand new private training where I teach you exactly how you can build a scalable, sustainable, and successful and enjoyable 
online business. So again, go to meganmins.com forward slash apply, fill out that short application. And if it's a good fit, you'll get access to that training and all of the details you need about Empowered CEO. We would love, love, love to support you. So just to recap, you know what? You are an incredible person. You are taking on the task of being a manager, being a leader and delegating. It's not something you need to be perfect at right out of the gate. The important thing is that you are practicing, you are developing this skill, and hopefully today's episode and today's training session can help you see some areas that you can improve and work on as a manager and a leader so that your delegation to your team becomes more effective and improves. I hope you appreciated, or sorry, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here live and listening to the replay. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next week on another episode of The Productive Life Show. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about The Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.